0: y'all welcome back to voices of the body the podcast my name is love ashley elaine and i will be your guide as we continue on this journey of just learning and understanding our body's voice this particular episode we're going to be sitting with miss elizabeth ann as we really talk about grief and what that looks like we talked about miscarriage we talked about stillbirth we talked about pregnancy loss we talked about domestic violence all month we want to be able to talk about grief and what it looks like in those spaces right that it's okay to grieve a child that you've never met and to grieve a relationship that didn't turn out the way that you intended it to or or thought it would so you know the vibes prepare your your mind body and soul i'm so tongue-tied already as we get into this episode One of my favorite things to have at home with me when I need to just unwind and relax my mind and my body or when I'm in those really deep healing spaces and just need something to bring me back to center are candles. Vintage Essence is a black woman owned company that specializes in candles, wax melts, and car diffusers. I also love my car to smell good. VE's goal is to provide you with items that make you feel comfortable and relaxed and that make your home your jam. Who doesn't want their home to be comfortable? Who doesn't want their home to feel safe and smell good? And to feel cozy, go to VintageEssenceCo.com and use the exclusive code that was created for our listeners, Voices15, to get 15% off your order and become a candle cousin today. Listen, y'all, my favorite candle is Hookah Lounge and Rest Your Cakes. I was able to get some samples of Rest Your Cakes Hookah lounge was in a sample box that I got that she that vintage essence did during Valentine's Day. I brought myself a cute little Valentine's Day candle set and brought myself some flowers. Ladies don't ever think you can't buy candles for yourself on special holidays also. Hmm. Beautiful scent, long lasting, just like filled the room so quickly, but so softly at the same time. These candles were definitely made with love, definitely with prayer hands, knew it like it's like the, the candle knew exactly what I needed when I needed it. So don't forget to use code Voices15 at VintageEssesCo.com.
1: Sound stripe.
0: I want to invite you to just find a space where your body feels comfortable. Find a space where your body feels relaxed. Find a space where your body is able to let go and receive. Hmm. And I invite you to, if you feel safe in your body and in your surroundings, to bring your gaze down your nose or to just close your eyes altogether. stripe. And pay attention to any parts of your body where you feel like you're tensing or tightening or gripping. stripe. And with that awareness, give yourself permission to let go. Softening the gaze softening the jaw softening the back softening the shoulders Softening any grip that your fingers might have Softening the tailbone the buttocks Softening the thighs Softening the calves Softening the feet And softening the neck Allowing it to just Be relaxed And as you begin To allow your body to soften Bringing bringing the awareness And focus and attention To the heart space The chest space The shoulders can you allow yourself to soften the body, but keep the heart open? When you allow yourself to keep your heart open, you begin to examine within yourself what you need to remove, what Sounds you need dry. to let go, what visions and, and touch points imaginations thoughts feelings that once were without judgment allowing yourself to have permission to to, to let go to really clean out anything that is being held on to that no longer serves you Grief is a space that we all need to engage in and and be aware of.
1: Soundstripe.
0: Because change is inevitable. Grief is inevitable. So ask yourself, what do I need to sit with?
1: Soundstripe
0: that will arise within me what no longer belongs with me. What do I need to sit with that will allow me to grieve and let go, but also congratulate and be thankful for the person that I was before this experience came that Brought me into grief. What do I need to sit with. That is within me. That I can look at. And touch. And heal. That will transform me. When we allow ourselves to grieve. When we allow ourselves to really feel the depths of what it is that we need to feel. We feel the love that we had or still have for that person, for that moment, for that place, for that space, for that child. And over time, we allow ourselves and our body to be back and home to feel the good of those things, of that experience of that person. And say that if I had to, Sounds I'd do it all over again because it allowed me to see something different within me. It allowed me to touch deeper within myself. Right. To transform into something bigger and greater. Take a big breath in and release one more big breath in and release and one more big breath in and release and we will be right back.
1: Soundstripe.
0: Anybody that knows me knows that coffee is my thing. I wake up in the morning, I get me a cup of coffee. I also truly enjoy teas. Teas are so healing for the body, mind, body, and spirit. Ocean Royalty Healing's mission is to lead through transparency as a vessel to inspire healing. Each of their products are made with pure love and with the intention to provide emotional healing whether you're indulging in one of their herbal tea blends or um or their thoughtfully crafted intention oils you do so with so much joy ocean royalty is here to offer physical, spiritual and emotional healing through the curative power of energy healing herbs and crystals try any of their products at oceanroyaltyhealing.com for 10% off with the code voicesofocean May peace and blessings reside with you always. And when you say healing energy, I can feel it, right? I never use products that I don't know where other people's hands are because healing comes from the hands. And these teas, amazing. I got the lavender chamomile tea to drink at night. And when I tell you the lavender is so potent, it hits you. And you, like, before you even take a sip, the the lavender coming from the cup with the nice steam, when it's nice and hot, my eyes was ready to fall asleep. Like, my eyes were closing just off the smell. Like, I, I was about to fall asleep with it sitting in my hand, right? And it also tastes so good, so good, so, so good. It's so it's so pure you can taste the purity in this tea i've also used or drink i still drink the goddess womb tea the goddess womb tea i highly recommend ladies uh and men you can buy this for your ladies Right, um, to help ease cramps during our, our cycles, our moon cycles, during after our cycles, right, to help bring blood flow back in, to help clean out anything that needs to be cleaned out, to keep our wombs healthy, ladies. This goddess womb tea is packed with vitamins, iron, magnesium, and antioxidants, and it's made with red raspberry, nettle leaf, hibiscus flower, orange peel, and rose hip. After I had my miscarriage, I was told that red raspberry, well, I Googled what I should eat, what I should drink, all those things. And I still, I haven't stopped drinking red raspberry tea. Red raspberry tea has been a saving grace. So this goddess womb tea is really good for clearing out any of those energies, right? Really restoring the womb and restoring the body. Our creativity comes from that space also. So go ahead. And head over to Ocean for 10% off with the code Voices of Ocean. And welcome back to Voices of the Body. So, to finish off the month of um, really just diving into uh, pregnancy loss, miscarriage, and infant loss awareness month, as well as domestic violence awareness month. Um, I have the beautiful and intelligent, she's so sweet, y'all, I met her at church, she's such a such a beautiful lady with two just amazing daughters, um, Miss Elizabeth Ann, how are you?
2: I am good, thank you for that lovely introduction.
0: <laughs> so Miss <laughs> Elizabeth Ann has a profound love for God, yes she does, she wears it in her smile and her speech just, she's so graceful, y'all. Um, she has given her heart to loving, uncondition wait. God has given him given her his heart, excuse me, to loving unconditionally with no judgment and an innate gift of listening to hurting hearts. She is an empath and a highly sensitive person which allows her to feel, relate, and connect on the deepest level. With that being said, she coaches people through all seasons of life, especially the difficult and confusing ones. She has worked as a licensed minister for over a decade and is also certified as a life coach and has completed counseling courses with the AACC. She's certified in trauma healing by the Trauma Healing Institute at American Bible Society through Quest Movement and is a grief recovery specialist through the Grief Recovery Institute. None of those qualify her to minister to your soul as much as the experiences that God has allowed her to suffer in preparation for all of us. Being a recovered victim of narcissistic abuse and other emotional abuse and trauma, she is passionate about working with people who have suffered from similar kinds of abuse. She works collectively with you, facilitating the restoration process back to wholeness. Such a beautiful such beautiful work, such beautiful work. And thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, thank you for coming on, sharing your story. Just all the things, all the things.
2: Oh, thank you, Ashley. So you a beautiful person. You make it easy. So
0: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I like a sacred space. So I try to put out what I want back.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. So tell me about your experience. Um, like what led you into doing this amazing work?
2: Well, first I thought it was the death of my father and how I, how that manifested in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it would be uh, a great thing to share, among. To share with people, uh, we first started doing um, grief share at Shiloh uh, with Tracy when her mom died, mm-hmm. and we went through that process. Um, but then I w- I decided to go further because there's also uh, complicated grief uh, where people deal with grief beyond just beyond what they can handle, yeah. and so um, I decided to go and find out what is this grief and uh, and you know it's it's more than just crying and being sad. And there's so many dynamics and just understanding those dynamics was, uh, was something very important, not only for my own healing, but to share with others. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I like how you said complicated grief, right? Because Mm -hmm. we associate, I think society, we we only associate grief to like a physical death, right? Like a person mm-hmm. that we've seen every single day and then they literally pass away mind, body, all of it. Right. So when mm-hmm. we get into complex grief or like that complicated grief, right. When we think about, you know, myself and other women who have experienced a miscarriage, right. It's like, we never saw the baby, you know, we never got to hold the baby, but there's still like a loss there. And even sometimes for myself, yeah. it's like, I, I wish I could explain why I feel this way. Or sometimes it's like, I don't understand why this hurts so bad or why, you know, this is so heavy, even though I have a living child and I've never held this child. Right. Um, talk yes. to us about like that complicated grief, like, like what, not what makes it complicated, but like, what is that beyond what, you know, the societal norm of grief is?
2: Yeah. Um, it's so much girl, but just (laughs) addressing what you just, just even addressing what you talked about
3: Mm -hmm.
2: when you, when you conceive that child, uh, that, that child is already part of who you are. God Mm -hmm. says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. He knew you before, you were conceived in your mother's womb that child is already real uh, Mm -hmm. uh living uh in your womb and you spend nine months carrying this child talking to this child having hopes for this child envisioning what this child will look like what this child will do who this child will be um how you will um nurture this child and love on this child all this stuff and you start When the as soon as you know you can see this baby, you're talking to the baby in your belly. You've formed a relationship, a deep relationship. And that unfulfilled dream, unfulfilled reality, it's it's your hope is dashed, you know, your your reality is crushed Mm. um, because it was a reality. The child was real. Um, um, and we assume that oh, you didn't see the baby, you didn't uh, have a relationship with the baby, but yes, you did. You started that relationship when the baby was in your womb. Just because you couldn't see physically see them, you could see your belly growing. You could feel yeah. that baby.
3: Yeah. You
2: know you. So it's real and it's deep, and that's why you mourn. Mm-hmm. You mourn what could have been. Yeah. You know we we don't only mourn what was. We mourn what could have been. Yeah. And that's why people in divorce who have been divorced mourn, because it, they they dreamed when they got married and said I do, they were so happy, uh, um, they had hopes for for their life together, for their family, mm-hmm. and then their hopes are dashed because life happens and people change and. Circumstances happen, and you know, we are always devolving. And so, the person you married may not be the same person uh, that you say goodbye to, and -hmm. you say goodbye because they're not the same person you married. And so, you grieve what was or what you hoped and what you hoped for. Mm -hmm. You grieve what you had, and the hope that you had that that would expand into this beautiful thing, as opposed to come crushing down Mm -hmm. and leaving you completely broken.
3: right
2: Mm -hmm. um it's 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 a hope that has not been fulfilled
0: yeah 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 Yeah. that's and that's tapping into like being honest with yourself right about your thoughts Mm -hmm. and your feelings Mm -hmm. and what's what you like the expectation, right? Because as much as, as much as we want to say, oh, I have no expectation. It's like, you really have, like you Mm -hmm. internally do within your heart, have an expectation of being a parent and being a wife and, you know, seeing all these things. And then, you know, what we see out in society, on social media, all those things. Um, yeah. Wow. That's, that's powerful. It's, it's like a heart expectation. That's kind of been like yeah. shattered. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. thought of it that way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not, it, cause <laughs> grief, cause grief is such a, it's, it's so interesting. It's such an interesting yeah. like wave of, of things. And it's like, what do you think it is why people want you to just kind of like rush through it?
2: First of all, because they're very uncomfortable with your with your with your grief. People yeah. the, people like it. They come to you. They flock to you. And you're the popular girl. You're doing fun stuff. You know, when you're happy, you're drawing people to you. The moment you're uncomfortable, the moment you're in pain, mm. that is too close to maybe their own pain that they're hiding that they don't want to experience. Um, and so it makes them push away from that right yeah. and so they want to fix it quickly so that they don't have to experience that mm-hmm. or they want to move away from you until such a time as you are okay and they'll keep checking in and saying is she better now is she better now but you know with grief it's not that you get better it's that you adapt and and and, and change mm-hmm. um and and flow uh the other thing is uh we we want to rush people uh through through grief by using and we'll go and jump right into that, that mm. re- religion, talking about, well, you're a person of faith. Why are you crying? Oof. Um, why you why are you crying like you have no hope? But what you're doing is you're curtailing their grief. Mm. Um, you're you're making your you're complicating their grief. Um what did I say? I said. The first thing I'll say is let people cry. Mm -hmm. We say, let us not, let us not weep as those who have no hope. In that sense, we are prolonging healing for these people and are spending time, we're spending time trying to make them strong when it's the weakness and it's the, it's the pain and it's the crying that'll bring them to that place of acceptance and healing. Mm. Right. Mm And, 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 so uh you we 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 see in the Bible Jesus wept. Uh he cried over Lazarus, whom he knew he was gonna heal, right? Yeah. Uh why did he cry? Because he was moved by his friends, Martha and Mary and and, and the and the Jews that were weeping over the loss of Lazarus. Yeah. He was moved by their pain. He didn't condemn them and say, Stop crying. Don't you know I'm I'm God, I'm gonna heal you. No, mm. he 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 wept with them. Yeah, it was a real emotion. He understood their pain. And then he raised Lazarus from the dead.
3: Mm.
2: I mean, if God could cry, why do we, as 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 humans, try to stop a, a process that is real? Yeah.
1: That
2: we were created to, to to laugh, to cry, to experience all forms of 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 happiness and pain, right? Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: happiness and pain coexist, right? Because mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world. God, that's not how God created it, but this is where we are because of. The fallenness of the world pain Mm. entered yeah right Mm. and so god had plans through jesus to 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 stop what satan started um and so we have hope in jesus now right yeah um but it was never his his intention for us to be in this kind of pain in the beginning when he created Adam and Eve. Mm. And so a lot of people say, well, well, God, why did you do this? Why did you let this happen? What, what, you know, we blaming God for our fallen world. He's here to, he says, I will be with you in the pain. What did Jesus say? In this world, there'll be pain and suffering, but yeah. take heart, I will be with you. He didn't mm-hmm. say he was going to remove you from the pain. He said he was going to be with you in the pain, right? Mm. So he understands that we are to grieve. So let us not curtail or sabotage people's grief by telling them don't cry. Yeah, Let them cry. and sit with them. Don't be uncomfortable. You don't need to say anything to the person. You just need to sit there, your, your physical presence or your letter or your card that I'm here. If you need me, that's all they need. Mm -hmm. You know, just a presence, not you trying to stop it, fix it, plug it, whatever we do when we are uncomfortable. Right. Um, so yeah.
0: And that, that makes me think about, um, when you, if, the now because everything you just said right especially when um you mentioned like the world being in pain and 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 god telling us right that there's going to be sorrow right Mm -hmm. when you think about like a mother when it's time to give birth right the -hmm. contractions the pain Mm -hmm. the things that the Mm -hmm. body goes through in order to birth a baby, right? I think when when and I, I I believe there's like there's only a select few in the world, right, that are handpicked that favor right those the chosen one. I'll make your name great, right, that know how to transmute their pain and, and so give,
3: like to, yeah,
0: and give birth yeah. to <laughs> something greater from it. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think that all women know how to, it's, it's not, it doesn't require just your faith. This is a, this is, this is the way God created us, right? Mm -hmm. Women were to give birth when Eve was kicked out of the garden. She was told you're going to have pain when you conceive," right? You know, Mm -hmm. that was not his original. And intention but that's what that's what happened as a result of sin right, right. so we all experience that yeah. but what you're saying and alluding to is that when you are a person of deep faith when you are uh, um, a follower and 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 walking and trying to walk in that obedience uh, just um, gleaning and 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 growing in christ right um, yeah Abide, abiding with him. Abiding with him. When you're yeah. abiding, that's the word. You're abiding with him, right? Yeah. Then, the pains that you feel, the, the the whether it's birth pain or just pain from hurt, because yeah. we are humans and we we hurt each other all the time. The pain that you experience through hurt, especially the dark night of the soul, and we <sighs> talked about that one, uh, before. That pain has a transformative power. You elevate and ascend into another realm altogether. You are now in a space where God is you. You you are sitting with God in those heavenly places. Not you. Not that you are better than anybody. You Get what I'm saying? Right, I'm just right. saying that there is a deep level of understanding yeah.
3: um,
2: that uh, and growth mm. that comes from that pain when you no longer see things just on surface level or even the second level, third you see dimensionally, you're able to transcend some things and see things in a very different light, where you're other than self, you know, what, what prevents us from seeing is our selfishness, right? Our ego, us, Mm -hmm. but when you, when you've gone through that pain, you've let go of that ego, you've let go of all that stuff that hinders you uh, from seeing God and doing what being walking in obedience. The, then you start to see how god intended us to see mm. right and it's and it's and it's through those pains those, yeah. those growing pains that that we see that beauty from what is it from uh from ashes to beauty yeah is that is that the thing I yeah know that yeah <laughs> um, from the ashes so-
0: yeah <laughs> it's yes. okay i just said it in another episode <laughs> so it's fresh on my brain <laughs>
2: yes listen so that that thing right there
0: (laughs) yeah so and
2: and even with children you push and mothers forget why do they have a second and a third and a fourth because the beauty that they produce from that pain is so much bigger than the pain that they really want another one and another one because when you watch that That childbirth, you're like, whoa, no, I won't. I'm not. I won't be doing this again. And if you ask them that day, they'll probably tell you, no, we're not doing this again.
0: (laughs) And we end up doing it again.
2: (laughs) We end up doing it again because we created. We this beautiful thing came out of us, right? Yeah. And so it's 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 and and so sometimes I'm asked, um, you know, uh, would you go through what you went through again? Um, And I said, if it brings me where I am today with God, yes, I would.
3: Mm-hmm. It was
2: ugly, it was painful, but if it was to bring me where I am today,
3: yeah,
2: yeah I'd go through it again. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And oh, yeah, I like, yes, yes, yes. Because, and even like thinking about my situation, right? Like, because my, I know my love was so genuine and authentic. Yes right and my only hope is to and not just with this person with people period is to see them win particularly in this in this relationship right it was like god I see I see past all of this I see past Past. the anger I see past the rage I see past the 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 violent like I see past all of this I want you to Mm -hmm. see it in you too right but you can't make Mm -hmm. a person see those things Um, yeah. so when it comes to domestic violence, right, I feel mm-hmm. like that was also a very hard space, um, to grieve and it still is for me. Um, cause again, <laughs> like with, with my story, there's, I, 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 was grieving, well, I'm grieving the, the loss of my son no longer living with me. Right. And then even with that, some people mm-hmm. are like, oh, but he's still living, Well, yes, he's still living. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for that both. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm the only parent he's ever lived with. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, like, it's old. Like he's never lived anywhere else without me. I've never, like, since I've been a mother, I've done nothing else without him, you know? So it's like trying to also refine myself as a, as a, as a person, right? Who am I outside of that mother hat? and then you yes. know the 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 domestic violence between my ex-husband and i you know yeah. that being a loss even though he was still living and what happened was not was not okay and then the miscarriage so it's like grief back to back but when it comes to like the the relationship piece right i just find it difficult sometimes to really grieve that space or, or, or move past that space, not grieve it, but move past it. What is it about domestic violent relationships that people also don't want you to like really grieve? in? it's almost like, oh, well, girl, he treated you like X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, like he did X, Y, and Z. You need to just move on from it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I see, I see that logic, right? Internally, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm like, there's like two different two different roads that are just like, well, yes. yeah, like let's dive in. Into- two, things,
2: two things can be true at once. Um, yeah. And so, and so, yes. Uh, so you created a, re- you had a relationship, a relationship was birthed uh, and you loved deeply. And then you found out that the person you loved was not who they said they were. Um, but then at the same time, People become who they are based off of their own traumas and things that happen to them. And so instead of looking, well, especially when you're an empath, and I know you are, and I know I am, and it, you have an eye that allows you to see past uh, what they're showing you. You see what happened to them,
3: mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm.
2: you know? And so what you're trying to do is take them back to that play, that other uh, the starting point and say, but you have this in you. This is what happened. So if we could just go past that, go past that hurdle, that trauma that you experienced that made you make a core promise to yourself that you are never going to allow anybody in your heart that this is what people deserve is this is how I get love by hitting on this person by whatever this is how I show love because this is how I was shown love if you look at a lot of men who beat they were beaten or they watched their mother being beaten or this is how they grew up and this is what they think love is mm-hmm. you know and some of them it's 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 a it's a direct correlation to what they experience right yeah yeah even if they don't think this is what love is, it's like almost like a reactive behavior based on what they know mm-hmm. rather than that rather than what is right. But you being an empath also can see past that. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to learn is our boundaries um, because God created healthy boundaries. What we try to do is take on God's work and be their savior and try and help, but we can lose our lives trying to do that right yeah, staying yeah. in a situation that because you can see a person's potential mm-hmm. um you have to pray for them and let god take care uh, of that feel your own feelings instead of feeling your feelings and their feelings because that that becomes really confusing mm-hmm. when you're feeling your feelings and you're feeling their feelings and you can't separate those two that's when you find yourself staying in a relationship that's harmful to you yeah. because love is love love you fell in love with a person and you can say okay I'm stopping loving I, I stop loving you now because you are this you manifested into this person that hurts me
3: yeah
2: no love is seeking oh but I know you have this you know it's a belief that I know this is in there I've seen glimpses of this I know you have this ability I'm going to stay here until it comes out because we refuse to give up right yeah um Meanwhile, it's not, it's not for us to do. And you really have to do some work with, with God and with a therapist um, who actually knows, you you know, you don't need to be in a place where you're accused. You need to be in a place where you understand your patterns and Mm -hmm. understand that you cannot save anybody and that it's healthier for you to be on the other side than in, in, in the storm
0: with the person. Yeah, that's definitely um, one of the things that I've been working on and definitely something my therapist and I are working on too is boundaries, right? And there's a space where I can say, I honestly don't know. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. you know, to to do some of that, right? Because- I was never shown how to do that. I was like, it's like boundaries. What's that? The only thing I learned about boundaries was in basketball. You go past this line, the ball is out of bounds, right? But, you know, even in that analogy, I'm grateful to to be in a space where I played basketball because a lot of that translates into real life. Same thing with yoga, right? This This is my mat. This is my space. And you know, I get to protect that. I get to sit here and stay on my mat while you stay on yours, and there's no competition in what we're doing or how we're doing it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you touched on. My- mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
0: go ahead. I
2: didn't know what bound. I didn't know what boundaries were, and until I had the com- a conversation with my therapist, and we studied this book uh, on boundaries. Uh, by dr henry cloud i think mm. and somebody else um okay. i'll give that as a reference later but then i began to understand that god did create boundaries that boundaries are biblical and that what i was doing was a codependent behavior
3: yeah
2: where you know uh codependency will 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 really kill your boundaries um, and if you have any, if you have a, a tinge or even a, a portion of, of people pleasing, that'll kill your boundaries. Uh, lots of things will kill your boundaries. And so, and worst case scenarios, if you're never taught what they look like, we're taught physical boundaries. Don't go there because you'll get hurt or don't do this because you get, but we're not taught about emotional boundaries. Right. And those are the biggest ones. We get hurt emotionally all the time because we do not have emotional boundaries. Yeah. Um, we just allow everything good and bad right into our space and we need to have those boundaries god created them for a purpose
0: yeah and even like bringing up people pleasing right like Mm -hmm. there's this thing like and i think you know sometimes i get confused with it but i'm also like listening to myself like listening within listening to god's voice when he says okay give to that person or, Mm -hmm. you know, don't give to that, or, you know, don't give like whatever that looks like. Right. But there's this Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. in, there's this thing where it's like, oh, if you don't give, 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 then you're selfish. And it's like, well, not that I'm always looking for something in return, but it's like, well, I can't Mm -hmm. like, I've had to learn also, I can't give what I don't have any more of
2: exactly you need to be poured into you can't pour out of an empty cup yeah and so you can't always be give give giving you have to allow god to pour into you what we also have to realize is that we have to really spend that time with god because he's the only one that can pour into us the way we need to be poured into mm-hmm. people will fail us all the time when we have expe- you talked about expectations earlier when we have expectations of our friends of our family of people they will let us down because yeah. Their perspective and their way of viewing the world is different from ours, even though we are, you know, we all have different motivations, different things that motivate us, right? Mm -hmm. And so they may be giving you the best that they know how, but because you give differently, you're expecting what you give, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to get what you give because it's going to look different. And does that mean that your friend or your family is not giving you all they got? No, it just means that it looks different. And so who's going to fill this deficit? God. Mm -hmm. And so we have to abide back to abiding. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you are not connected to me, then you will wither and die. Mm -hmm. And this is true. We Mm -hmm. will wither and die if we're thinking we're going to be fed by people. We can't be fed by people. No.
0: Yeah. I'll never forget in uh, Easter weekend this year. I was laying in bed and like, I always know when God is speaking to me, right? Like I can, I always tell people like, that's the voice you want to, to to hear. And he always catches me when I'm asleep, but it's like that in between, like I'm about to wake up but I'm not awake just yet. Like, and I'll never forget. He said to me, I am not pleased with the way you've been treating Ashley. And, My first reaction was when he, when, when I, when I heard, like, I remember the, my reaction was just like, oh, he's about to get on so-and-so. And then when I heard him say my name, I felt convicted. And I was just like, ooh, oh wait, you're talking to me. And I was just like, okay. And I couldn't, I couldn't get it out my head. I couldn't get it out my head. And from that moment on, It was like you know what i have to learn to say no because if i don't this person will continue to just take and take and take and i will lose everything i won't have anything left for me so that's what prompted me to you know really like dive into my yoga practice more and do my own healing going to peru going to costa rica Cause it was like I I I need something for myself even shopping like I'm yeah. like I, I shopped a lot but it was just like I just I, I need to have something for myself I really need yeah. to have something for myself um yeah yeah that was it that was just like a moment where it was like okay nobody else is feeling this well for me like I yeah. have to do this for myself what yeah. does what does like the well-feeling look like when you're also experiencing grief and like, maybe like the, the, the beginning trenches of it.
2: You have to surrender girl. You, there's, there's you, when you are in that throne of grief, you, have nothing you can do for yourself. But what we have to understand is that God doesn't expect us to do anything. He just expects us to surrender to him uh, and just cry lean into that pain we're afraid of leaning into that pain because we think it will overtake us it won't overtake us because god is gracious Mm. uh, and kind and loving and so he will hold us and so you've heard when they say uh grief is like waves it comes this there's higher high high moments where it's intense and it's like labor because if labor was just intense all the way through nobody would have a baby
0: none of us would would remember that if we
2: We would we would remember that but because it's you know if the contractions come then they go down they come then they go down same with grief the intensity comes and goes comes and goes so um we're able to ride it um and if all you can do is just lay there and cry and then get up and do the next best thing don't hold yourself don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. If you can't brush your teeth that day, girl, just don't brush your teeth that day. If you can't take a shower that day, just don't. Yeah. Who says you must? You are grieving, mm-hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. don't go out and hang out with people <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> taken a shower. Just making right? it light. But <laughs> or you Please haven't don't. brushed your teeth. <laughs> but, but 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 really no expectations of yourself, but all expectations of God.
3: Mm, Right? Because
2: he's the one who's going to bring you through that. Mm -hmm. And so, and those times I would cling, really cling to him, really cling to him. And, and also people get angry with him. That's mm-hmm. the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you let this happen? Why did this happen? Uh, you know, and you know what I have to say about that? Is it may be unpopular, it, but it's like God didn't let anything happen. And, and you go read the book of Job, you know. Um, were you here when I created the world? You know, no. Mm-hmm. So, why are you going to tell me what should or should not happen? Yeah. And go back further and think about creation that's not what God created that was not God's intention but this is what sin has brought to the world Mm -hmm. and so now we are living in that space where we will experience pain we will experience sorrow we'll experience loss Um, but how do we go from there how do we live from from that space it's like you you learn it's never going to be the same that's the one thing it's never going to be the same yeah it's different Mm -hmm. it's going to be different moving forward but So now you have to come to acceptance and then learn to live in this new different. Yeah. Right.
3: Um,
2: it's like you're losing an arm. So now you have to learn to just work with the one arm that you have losing your sight. You learn new ways of seeing that's not with your eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, um, losing your voice. You learn to communicate with your hands. You learn sign language. You lose, you, you, you learn a different way of communicating. Same with grief. There's a different way of living after that person is gone. It's Mm -hmm. never going to be the same. We want what was, but what was is lost. It's lost with that person who is lost. And um, although we will experience uh, happiness and all that, it, it talks about God says you will have joy. And what does joy look like? What is joy? Joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on Jesus rather than on who we are and what's happening around us, right? Mm-hmm. So so you can have joy even in the midst of your tears and your pain. There is a joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's why we can keep going because we have his joy. Yeah. And joy doesn't just look like happiness all the time. Joy looks like tears. Joy looks like you're sad. Joy, joy looks different
3: mm-hmm.
2: based on different moments and different times in our lives. Um, but the depth of your grief that that somebody said, however much you love that person is however much you're gonna grieve that person.
3: about to be sitting in grief for a minute. Oh,
0: about to be sitting in grief for a minute. I'm just being honest here. And another in one of the interviews I, I, um, I had with Alicia who talked about, um, her first pregnancy loss, you know, being a stillbirth. She, she mentioned that. And that's one of the things I highlighted. And when she said it, I was just, I've never heard grief that way before. So, you know, hearing you say it again, it just, it, it allows me to give myself that much more grace because yes. I know that my love for this person is real. I know that you know everything that I feel for this person is real, in spite of you know what I'm saying, like in spite of everything. Yes. And then you connect yes. that I lost this person and a child that we created together. Like some yes. days I'm like, okay, I, I'm like, I'm fine. But then other days it's like my whole family is gone. That's what it feels like. It feels like I just lost my whole entire family.
2: And you lost it as it was, as you knew it, as you wanted it, as you hoped it to be, you lost it. That is a real point of grief. Um, And I will never, I used to be one of the ones who didn't understand why uh, uh, people who were abused went back to their abuser or who continued loving and crying for somebody who hurt them. So Badly, but now I understand mm-hmm. because you loved that you can see glimpses of that person. You loved the person has the capacity to be who they were created to be and also be this other person simultaneously. Yeah. And so you see the person who they were created to be because they show you that mm-hmm. at points in time. Mm-hmm. It's not always bad or you wouldn't stay there. There's bad and good. It's yeah. just that the bad overweighs the good. Yeah. So you love the good. And so I understand how you want to stay connected to the good, but you can't, that's where the boundaries come in because you can get hurt yeah. and it's hurting you over and over again. It's just like peeling that wound over and over again. And you're subjecting yourself to that. And that's why God will say to you, Ashley, you're not treating yourself well. You know, yeah,
0: that was you loud know, and you're clear. Not being <laughs> so like okay, All right. Does that mean I can spend money on me? <laughs> God knows, I like a good, I like
2: a good uh, sale. Uh- <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, you people, people use shopping or people use eating. I've been known to use eating um, to hide all kinds of pain, mm-hmm. um, or to kind of try and. It doesn't help. It just makes you feel worse because you just get keep getting bigger. But it's 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 a it's a momentary it's a, a moment a moment of satisfaction for. <laughs>
3: this is true <laughs> a lot of a lot of distress
2: <laughs> a lot of this distress is... and disappointment because when you look at yourself you're like shoot that doesn't fit me anymore okay. <laughs> next, on to the next thing and you're like what so what am I gonna I'm gonna see this is why we need to go to the well that yeah. Jesus talked about with the woman at the well remember her uh, when she was she was looking for something in all these men these yeah. husbands you know that none of she was married to none, of, but she was with all these men and Jesus said I am the I am the living water. If you drink of me,
3: I will be give thirsty. you
2: something that you will never be looking and searching again. Mm. And so, um, when you drink from from that well, and that's the well I'm trying to drink from, you know,
3: yeah.
2: um, because that's the only well that keeps me full. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, as we were talking about the different different kinds of grief, there's so many. Can you imagine children? it's so important to talk to our children about what's happening with their grief, how they're feeling and okay. that it's okay for them to feel this day. It's okay for you to be sad because this person's gone. And I'll, cause I remember talk about unprocessed traumatic grief that affects you all your life. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'll give you an example. My, I have an aunt who died when I was eight mm-hmm. or seven, she, she
0: So, in the midst of recording this episode, the internet decided, nope, we don't want this conversation anymore. Of course, when things are talking about healing and freeing people from what is keeping them in bondage, there's just spirits out there that don't align with, you know, the good stuff. So, we did finish the conversation and here is the rest of it.
3: Yeah.
2: And I'll continue. Uh, You may not have heard that piece, but um, where she was, had been in a terrible car accident and died, my aunt that I was waiting for. Right. Mm -hmm. And she never came back. And um, I, I was in shock and I just watched people. I was too young to process except I knew she was gone, but I didn't process what I just felt sad and I felt the pain, but I didn't process it. Right um it was almost like I was in a movie and I was watching something out of body experience but mm. fast forward to today I have a fear and that's what I think I had said that on the recording and um, but I have a fear every time anybody I love goes out driving like my children especially mm. you know your children are your heart outside of your body and so they go out somewhere at night or whatever and I'm just like I have to pray about each and every each and every time they get in their car to go somewhere I have to pray because there is a fear yeah. um, that fear heaven forbid you know
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: a fear that they yeah. will not come back and yeah. so I pray to God that but I know where that fear comes from it comes from um, unprocessed grief mm. <laughs> I never process I never process that grief and so now I, I live a life um um with this grief
0: yeah there's a you know, some- and I've, Mm -hmm. there's a book that i i I started reading called it didn't start with you and that's what she talks Mm -hmm. about is how um trauma is passed along because of you know and now like hearing you say that it's because of unprocessed grief right like when certain Mm -hmm. things happen To like our our you know grandfather or grandmother and it just kind of sits in the body right it's not being Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dealt with and healed so it just keeps passing on and on and on and on and on oh Mm -hmm. wow 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 yeah
3: yeah
2: and and on the on the other tip I have this thing Uh, my grandfather when he died he made sure there was a big party he was always this he was a brilliant man uh, big. uh, uh, he he made he did a lot for my uh, Kenya that's mm-hmm. where I'm originally from mm-hmm. but he when he died he arranged his funeral before he died and he made sure there was a DJ there was a huge party that lasted all night he paid for everything made sure there was celebration and he want this is these were his, his instructions yeah. and so me being young I danced to Michael Jackson. That's why I have an affiliation for Michael Jackson. I danced all night to Michael Jackson and, and other songs, but that's the one I remember the most because that was the one that was the, that those were the ones that were, it was really a good time. Mm-hmm. And it to the point where we forgot why we were there, you know, because we were there, we were supposed to be mourning, but we were celebrating a life literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though I missed him years later, I, Didn't process that grief either, but I've because of the way he channeled that. I think of when I, I I think of him with 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 joy, and and when I hear Michael Jackson, I think of I'm dancing and I'm thinking of him, right? Mm. And the way he programmed it so that there were happy hormones running through us at that point, Mm
3: -hmm. it's
2: very different. And I haven't ever processed what that is. Yeah, but it's very different from. I remember him happily even mm-hmm. though I didn't process that grief. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird? So grief That's... is a really weird strange
3: thing.
0: Yeah, cuz then you think about triggers, right? Certain things that yes. trigger those feelings like my ex-husband loved country music, right? And yeah. it's like yeah. um where was I? Yes. I was in the grocery store this morning actually and I heard a Florida Georgia line song and like it made me smile cuz like he like he, it was like a a little kid that just like you know when he would start singing these songs i'm like you're so interesting <laughs> like you know so it's like i and then like even that sometimes i'm like well why why does that make you happy but it's like i know what good moments we had you know yes, not everything yes. was bad and not everything was good mm-hmm. both and I'm able to say, you know, do I miss this person? Absolutely. Why do I miss this person? Because of these happy moments, because of these good moments, because of these joyful moments, right? Yet, the 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 bad outweighs all of that because yes, it 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 made me feel unsafe, right? So grief yes. is is making me learn, right? Just the duality of relationship along with it's okay for me to, to miss somebody and also know that I don't feel safe with them. Yes. Yes.
2: And that's the same way. mm -hmm. Sadness and joy is, uh, what not sadness is joy. That's why God was really smart when he (laughs) said, of course, God is smart laughing at myself, (laughs) but that is why God is God. Because, you know, when he talks about joy, there's happiness and sadness in there, right? They they coexist. God knew that he created us, of course he knew that, but yeah, joy and sadness can coexist.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully.
0: I think, um, even like grief in, in like grieving an old version of me, right? Grieving. Yes. I think we, we, Mm -hmm. we tend to pretend like that's not a thing also. Right. Even though that old Mm -hmm. version of me, I can look back and say, okay, I saw these signs. I saw these different things. This is what I was told. This is what he actually admitted to. And I still was just like, oh, but I, you know, I trust that this won't happen to me or I trust that, you know, things will work out. Right. So grieving that old version of ourselves, why is that important?
2: That's it's a loss, um, It's important because it's a loss. It's important to acknowledge that that is not there. That person was a value. That person helped make you who you are today, regardless of the good Mm. and bad that happened in between. Mm. Um, You are who you are today because of that person. And you would have liked to stay that as that person, but sin happened, brokenness happened, Um, hurt happened. And so now you're this person. But Mm -hmm. what does God say about that? He says that all things work together for the good of those who are called. Right. And so even though you are not that person and we grieve that innocence and that uh, pre trauma, pre -uh, grief, pre loss of innocence uh, when we grieve that, but at the same time who we are today, we're able to help the world. Look at what you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So and now you're not only helping Ashley, but you're helping the world.
3: Yeah. Through your
2: podcast, through your yoga, your pain has transmuted into yoga and a podcast and amazing things to come. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's so even though you grieve that Ashley back then, if she hadn't left, if if she wasn't, if she was still there, that's where you'd still be. But mm. what he, was here today is, complex and beautiful and god can use it to glorify himself and to heal the world
0: Mm, complex and beautiful oh Mm -hmm. duality is such a beautiful thing one thing grief has taught me is duality that two things can exist at once yeah oh complex and beautiful wow wow Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. what has grief taught you about you
2: that I am stronger than I think That I am stronger than I think. Mm -hmm. I never thought I was strong, but it's taught me that I can do anything. And so, um, I'm looking forward to what God has for me um, as I move forward. Um, I'm doing; I'm still doing the work Mm -hmm. um, because there is work to be done. You just don't jump from one. You have all ways of being. Like you say, your body remembers an old way of being. Yeah. Um, If even though your mind may not remember, it your body remembers it, and the two have to catch up. And so, I'm doing the work because I'm 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 aware of somatic healing right Mm -hmm. somatic therapy I'm aware of that it's just it's it's both mental and 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 bodily um, that have to be healed Mm -hmm. and so doing that work and I'm still doing that work even as I'm healing I'm a wounded healer right I'm using my pain to heal but at the same time healing but what I don't want to do and hence I'm healing is cause the people who come to me to stumble from my unprocessed grief, my unprocessed pain. And so I have to process it prior to um helping others. Mm. And most of all, rely, rely on God. He's my source of everything, girl. I can't start my day without spending that time with him every morning. Mm -hmm. Um it is the it's 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 drinking from the water, drinking from the well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what governs my day. And no matter what comes my way, um, I'm able to, to, to do it because I'm doing it. I'm not alone. I'm not walking alone. I'm walking with him. That's how I handle everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's made me stronger, wiser. I think better. It's like, what do we call it? Like fine wine? Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Yes.
2: yes. That nice.
0: The older, the bottle, (laughs) the nice aged bottle. (laughs) Yeah. That nice sweet bitter taste (laughs) that it yes yes yes. Yes.
3: um
0: I think and you hit on something um that I always just like wonder about when it comes to um people that work in the helping field right I always say if my Mm -hmm. pastor doesn't have a pastor my therapist doesn't have a therapist my mentor doesn't have mentor you know that it's like i i, I like i want to know that what you're pouring into me you've also done the work right what is yes, yeah. what would you what advice would you give to those that are in the helping field whether it's like mentoring coaching um where it's where grief is a thing right that grief is inevitable because change is inevitable Um, But what would be your advice to people that are in the helping field, doing the counseling, doing the grief work, doing the support groups, Mm -hmm. all of those things?
2: Practice mindfulness, Mm self-awareness, because um, when you're mindful and you're self-aware, you know, the days and the times when you're not okay to be of help to anybody. And those are the days you don't. You Mm -hmm. cancel those appointments and you take care of you. Mm Those are the days of, for self-care um, because it's a grieving is a process. You can't rush it because you want to do the job, yeah. but you can be mindful and purposeful and, and, and realize and self-aware and realize today is not a good day for me. And it's okay. I'm giving myself grace and I'm going to change my appointments from today to a different day because today I'm going to work on being there for me. And what does that look like? Does that look like you having therapy or just you taking, allowing yourself to cry or you sitting with God that day or doing a spa day or whatever it is that you need to do to bring you back to who you are. You just having a good cry, whatever it is. That's the day you do all that. And even if it takes two days, uh, you do it, but you, you know that grief comes in waves. And so you ride that wave, but do not ride that wave with someone on your car.
3: Right,
2: yeah. Yeah, don't ride the wave with someone on your car take
3: mm-hmm.
2: stop at a stop and let them off and mm-hmm. then ride the wave and then come back and pick them up. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Yeah. Be mindful.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, That was a thing that came up in some of the interviews I've done this month was, you know, like one, one lady, she her first time ever in therapy was because of the stillbirth and grace, graciously enough, the therapist that she went to, said, you know, you know what this isn't. I can't really, you know, help you through this. I'm going to give you to somebody else or help you find somebody else. And yeah. If more therapists got out of ego and into yes. into their own true self. Yes. Yes, yes. cuz I always say there's mm-hmm. there's that trauma self and there's that true self, right? The god self. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes not sometimes. the trauma self allows ego. and mm-hmm. if if more therapists, more more of us in the helping field got out of that ego self and into true self, right? Then we can be honest and say, "I'm not equipped for that."
3: Yes,
0: I can't yeah. like I can't do that. The other lady who was in a domestic violent relationship, her husband, shot her nine times you know she's got three kids she's living so she's like i gave her your information by the way um you know she 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 went to a therapist she said one of the first times she went to a therapist once all of this took place the therapist was started crying and she was just like it's hard to find a therapist that is not going to you know, be so like, like, that's just going to be honest and real and, you know, just show empathy, but it's like, they don't know how to handle a story like mine. And she's like, I'm trying to figure out if I should like pat the, you know, the therapist on the back and tell her it's going to be okay. Or, you know, so it's like, I think when, when we don't do our own healing work, we don't understand as healers in this profession that we can do more harm mm-hmm. than help.
2: Yeah. There's a difference between having um, an aff- your aff- affect uh, uh, with, the, with your patient. In other words, being connected where they, they feel your connection. They feel mm-hmm. that you feel them. You know them, you see them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And even a tear uh, to empathize is okay. Mm-hmm. But crying con- uncontrollably, Um is is that's different. That's not you're just you're in your own you're you're in your own pain now, and you know it's no longer about the client, but it's about you. You know, there's a difference between having, uh, being connected. That I see you and I feel your pain, and so there's 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 tears shed from that, as opposed to, I can't handle this. I am crying from my own pain, and so there's a happy medium there, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's a fine line. There's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What would be some advice you would give to, um, people who are in that grief space? Um, and not just with pregnancy loss or domestic violence, but just grief overall. Cause again, like leaving a job that's grief, you know, just there's, yes. there's, there's no, oh, no. <laughs> there's no size on grief, just like, you know, trauma is. Trauma like just like trauma, there's the big T's and little T's, but it's also like what is yes. traumatic for you, the person. Um, but what yes. would what yes. would be some advice you would give to someone who's, you know, ready to kind of like face the music and be on be honest about okay, I'm um, I need to really take on my grief, like really take on this grief journey. Yeah. Uh,
2: first I'd say uh, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And allow yourself to feel the pain. It will not overtake you. The reason we we are afraid of feeling the pain is because we think it will overtake us. It will not overtake you. Um, and realize that uh, grief looks different. Sometimes it's denial. Sometimes it's hysterical. You can be hysterically laughing, and you're like, "What is wrong with me?" You're you're grieving. Sometimes it's irrational anger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just brain fog and forgetfulness. Um, And that's, the forgetfulness is part of your brain trying to help you, you know, um, not be overwhelmed. Um, But it looks different. So with each phase, just be kind and allow it. Allowing it and going through it is what I would say. Allow it and go through it and don't judge it. Yeah. Uh, And don't look for it in any particular way, shape or form. Just accept it all as it comes. Mm and realize that this could possibly be grief. I'm not aware of this as being grief, but this could possibly be grief and look for a grief counselor. They can help you real- tell you that, yeah, that is grief. That does look like grief. And then you're like, okay, because what happens is you get anxiety because it's like, why, is it, why am I feeling all these different things and what's happening here? Why I shouldn't be laughing because somebody just died. I must be this awful person because here I am hysterically laughing, this person died, you know, mm-hmm. um, no. You're not. It's all part of grief. It looks different, and it it, it comes in waves. And so, be kind to yourself, um, and uh, look for look for a grief uh, a grief
3: therapist if it's uh, too much, if it's uh, complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you yeah. so much, Miss Liz. This was uh healing for me. I like. <laughs> Hopefully healing for the masses too. But um, thank you so so much for your healing, your journey, your wisdom, the work that you do, and just being open and authentic with us. I think um, even for people who you know don't believe in God, I, I I believe that this is still bringing them to a place where okay, even if I don't believe in quote unquote God, there's there's something bigger than me that is going to comfort me um so Mm -hmm. thank you for just being you and being sweet and kind and just giving giving us these gems giving us these gems thank
2: you so much Well, thank you for having me ashley and i just pray that this just does what god wants it to do it's a beautiful space uh you're healing lots of people uh and just thank you for using your pain Um, to heal. You're a wounded healer. Thank you for using your wounds to heal others.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And if you are, um, again, on the podcast page of AshleyElaine.me, you'll see all of our guests that have been on this month. Um, Miss Liz is on there. She, her website is also on there. If you are in need of some grief counseling, um, coaching, all of the things. And there are other resources on there as well for, uh, miscarriage, pregnancy loss and infant loss, as well as domestic violence. Again, keeping it national. I'm still looking for more national resources, but definitely tap into your local communities, your local agencies and see what's available there. And we will be right back. One of my most favorite self-care regimens is to take long baths. Like I've literally just redecorated my whole entire bathroom to bring home my own spa experience. One of my favorite things to add are body scrubs. CB Soap and Candle Co. have the most amazing body scrubs. Like they're made with pure love. So much love. Leaving my legs and my body and just everything feeling so good. Like pure silk. Like I've just renewed my whole entire body. Enjoy spa quality products in the comfort of your own home with CB Soap and Candles, Candle Co. Go to cbsoapandcandleco.com and use code VOTB, all caps, to get 10% off your order. So my last order, which I need to order more, that I made was Coco Cashmere, which is like you want to go back into the black and white Hollywood films and feel like diamonds and pearls, like Coco Cashmere does that. At least for me, the smell, the smell is so like beautiful. Like the smell is gorgeous. And it's really like, the smell is really, really nice for that transition into the fall. Right. Like that real grounding space, um, like a nice sandalwood. But my fave, which I wish I brought like thousands of them, was passion fruit, guava, and mint. I brought passion fruit, guava, and mint when like around the spring, summer time, when we're in that nice transition from spring into summer. Sis, ma'am, sir, guy, all of y'all. Passion fruit and guava. First of all, I love I love guava. I love guava there's like this nice dance that the guava and mint do with like the passion fruit and it's 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 beautiful it's refreshing the mint is very refreshing and then just the smell of fruit it smells like fresh fruit with mint like your whole shower your whole bathroom still smells like it afterwards these scents are So authentic. You can feel the love and the time that was made in curating these products and how thoughtful the pairing is. It's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. So, go to CB Soap and Co. Candle Co. Excuse me. Go to CBSoapandCandleCo.com and use the code VOTB, all caps, to get 10% off your order
1: stripe.
0: hey y'all y'all alright yes um, I'm so grateful for that Sounds conversation right. with Miss Liz um, I keep calling her Miss Liz because that's what I've known her um, <laughs> that's what I've called her for the last 10 years um, but I think Having a conversation about grief is important because um, people want, want to rush you through your healing and grief is a huge part of your healing journey, right? It's, it's probably the most prominent part because you're in a space where you're learning that what was and what I thought would be is no longer and because change is inevitable like grief is inevitable so we have to allow ourselves the space we have to allow other people the space to really ride those waves of grief what's coming up the good the bad the ugly the anger the sadness the joy the his hysterical laughing as miss miss liz mentioned right we have to really give ourselves grace and permission to allow those things to be. Sounds it's right. a biblical practice. It's a um if you look at uh Lamentations, Jeremiah lamented like the whole thing and I I I studied Lamentations um when I did a 5-day fast recently. So it's 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 necessary, right? Even Jesus wept, right? Like tears are meant to be a space where we allow room and also confirm and release, you know, the amount of love that we have within us for this other person that is no longer in our life for that child that we were manifesting right um for that job that we thought we were going to be at forever for the life that we thought we were going to have and like grief is grief is okay and if anybody tells you Sounds anything right. different or you know tells you that you're being too emotional they're not a part of your journey right anybody that is giving you permission to stifle what you're feeling instead of giving you the space, the safe and sacred space to release it should not be a part of your journey. They are they, they have their own healing work to do. Sounds so I hope this episode really blessed y'all and really allowed you all the space to give yourself grace and give yourself time to really, really be with you, right? And really connect to that higher power that you submit to. I love you all for free. Namaste.
1: Soundstripe.